0: This is Brain Matter Chatter, the podcast where we discuss mental health in academia with students, faculty, and the experts. A big hello and thank you to our listeners for joining us for the very first episode of Brain Matter Chatter. You're listening to Ruby,
1: Naveen, Olivia,
0: Julia, and Haley. And that right there is the full team for you. Ruby, Naveen, Olivia, Julia, and Haley. So who are we? We're a collective of graduate students here at Western University in the neuroscience program. And what we're hoping to do with this podcast is to really get the conversation started about mental health and academia, which is a rather large issue. What we're hoping to do on today's episode is answer three big questions about this podcast for you. First one why now? So why is now the time to be starting this conversation about mental health and academia? Question two, why us? What makes the five of us qualified to talk about these issues? And lastly, why this? Why are we discussing these matters via podcast? To start us off, Naveen's dug up some pretty compelling stats on the state
1: of mental health and academia to share with us today. Naveen? So we know that there is a slightly higher risk of having mental health challenges when you're a more creative or talented individual. History has shown that many people who have made significant contributions to science and society itself have dealt with uh, many mental health challenges themselves. For example, Sir Isaac Newton, who was known for his moodiness in the 1600s. Also Ludwig Boltzmann experienced significant depressive episodes in the 1900s. So this is nothing really new. Grad students tend to be high achievers and have multiple commitments to consider on a daily basis, and there should be some serious consideration and concern for everyone's mental health state since mental health issues are on the rise amid the COVID pandemic. On the Ontario University's website, they report from 2016 that 46% of post-secondary students reported feeling too depressed to fully function while 65% of post-secondary students reported overwhelming anxiety. These stats are from before the pandemic times. In March 2018, the World Health Organization, WHO, published an article further highlighting the critical nature of the mental health issues faced by graduate students. They found out that out of 2,279 grad students from 26 countries and 234 institutions 41% had moderate to severe symptoms of anxiety, and 39% reported moderate to severe symptoms of depression. And females on top of that, and transgender students, showed the highest levels of anxiety and depression symptoms in that study. By comparison, the prevalence of anxiety and depression in grad students is almost 10 times greater than that observed in the general population. On a more positive note, I'm sure we can all attest to many of our phenomenal mentors, lab mates and extracurricular activities being tremendously helpful in getting us through challenging times. In 2018, a group from Texas found that positive faculty mentor relationships and healthy work-life balance were associated with lower uh, symptoms of anxiety and depression.
0: Thanks, Naveen. I think that's a really great illustration of just how pervasive and deep-rooted mental health concerns are in academia. And I think from your example there of Isaac Newton back in the 1600s, who would have experienced what was then understood as moodiness is just uh, a really good example of just how uh, evolved our understanding of mental health and mental illness has really become. You very nicely set the stage for our first question here, Naveen. So our first question being, why now? If mental illness or mental health concerns are sort of a long-standing issue in academia, why is now the time to start this conversation? Haley, do you want to take this one?
2: As Naveen's already touched on, mental health in academia has been a growing concern even pre-pandemic. Now in the pandemic, with the added pressure of working from home, productivity limitations because of COVID, social isolation, and increased financial stressors, these underlying and under-discussed mental health issues in academia may be becoming even more prevalent than before. For example, UC Berkeley conducted a study called the Student Experience in the Research University, or SERU, from May through July of 2020, which included over 15,000 graduate and uh, professional students. They found that 32% of the graduate students and professional students exhibited symptoms of major depressive disorder, and 39% indicated symptoms of generalized anxiety disorder. When these numbers are broken down by degree type, doctoral students who are pursuing a research-based degree were the most likely to experience symptoms of depression, and they're also the most likely to experience symptoms of anxiety. The SERU study was also conducted in spring 2019. Since 2019, in graduate students across all social classes, gender and degree levels, there was a 1.5 times increase in the prevalence of anxiety and the prevalence of depression has doubled. These stats are all pretty scary, as you can see. Um, Given that the U.S. Census Bureau has reported there's been an 8% increase in graduate and professional school enrollment between 2011 and 2018, it's really important to open a discussion on mental health in academia. Recently, the Society of Neuroscience Graduate Students, or SONGS, at Western University, who we at Brain Matter Chatter are affiliated with, hosted a COVID-19 mental health panel. This panel sparked a lot of interest in our students, and it, it brought up a lot of questions, which really highlights the demand for more conversation on mental health in academia, especially during the pandemic. For anyone who's interested in actually checking out the recording of that panel discussion, it is available on the SONGS website at www.songsuwo.ca under the Mental Health Resources tab. One perk of living in such a technology-driven era that we do is that there's so many resources like podcasts that are available to us at all times. We wanted to mesh the need for discussion on mental health in academia with the rising availability of podcasts to bring you all Brain Matter Chatter the podcast about mental health in academia.
0: Absolutely, Haley. and those are some really alarming numbers. There's a clear reason for concern about mental health in academia, especially now. So why are we the ones starting the conversation, Julia?
3: So to address why we are doing this, I'll tell you a bit about our qualifications. We have none, but really, we are a group of neuroscience grad students who are interested and passionate about mental health and well-being in academia. What we hope to bring to the table is the ability to dive deep into the research and explain a bit about the neuroscience behind mental health. We each research very different aspects of neuroscience, and this gives us each a unique perspective. For example, I'm a stress researcher, so I'll definitely be bringing that in and talking about stress in our upcoming episodes. We can hear and read about the prevalence of mental health issues in academia, but it's still difficult to know how to approach this topic in your own lives and in your own institutions. We are aiming to bring this conversation a little closer to home for graduate students at Western and chat with individuals about their unique experiences and issues they face here. We will also be bringing in the experts, the psychologists, psychiatrists, and academics who work in this area. And we will defer to them for all advice because again, we are not mental health professionals. But please note that this podcast is not a substitute for real medical advice. So please reach out to your doctor if you are struggling. We're just aiming to get this conversation started and learn a little bit along the way.
0: Right, Julia. And we can't stress that enough. We're not a replacement for medical help or medical care. Uh, but if we can help you learn along the way uh, and sort of help us spread the word and spread awareness and advocate for, for positive changes in academia um, involving uh, mental health, then that's, that's precisely what we're here to do. But, Olivia, I'm sure some of our listeners can't help but wonder, why are we doing this via podcast?
4: I love that question, Ruby. Um, I don't know about you all, but podcasts are my go-to these days. They're easy to access, can be listened to anywhere, especially as a graduate student in neuroscience where we're busy working away at experiments. So it's a great way to be entertained and learn. And of course, we're learning along the way, like Julia had said. Um, Did you know that studies also have shown that students with access to podcasts actually demonstrate larger gains in achievement in the academic setting, particularly in science vocabulary? In a clinical setting and in a population of grief and trauma intervention on children found that podcasts were actually helpful. They liked the short length of it. It fit their learning styles it was a useful teaching tool. And of course, it allowed us to provide or in this case, in a clinical setting more content to just discuss a bit more um, in depth about certain concepts. So that's really nice to have. Now, I couldn't find information on the actual effects of podcasts on the brain. I really wish I could. Maybe someone can look into that. Um, But there is a clear benefit of using podcasts as a tool for disseminating knowledge, and it encourages learning, and in my own words, a mental break. Um, Brain Matter Chatter is just that. It's a chance to chat with experts and fellow graduates about mental health how the brain is involved in mental health, and how the graduate experience ties into all those things, including mental well-being, especially for such a diverse group from various backgrounds. In a podcast format, our listeners are, um, can also be engaged, and they can be engaged in different ways. Um, they can be involved in the topics that are discussed, um, especially when these topics can be a little bit difficult. At least they're in a more comfortable manner via this podcast format. And you can get involved in different ways. You can join as a guest to actively share your own stories. Uh, you can anonymously contribute by leaving comments and suggestions on our website. Um, which Haley already shared, but it's songs, uwo.ca slash brain matter chatter. And this podcast is meant for our listeners. It's honestly a way for us to speak our minds and invite others to share their stories as well. And I think that's super important. We'll, we'll also be a little bit unique by incorporating ways of discussing the literature, like introducing things like a journal club format um, with bringing in a host or an expert. And we'll also take those topics to a different level. We'll start incorporating all that intersectionality that we have in both mental health, mental wellness, as well as being a grad student. That can be um, either BIPOC, managing work-life balance, the uncertainty of what's next as a grad. There's so much we can chat about. And Brain Matter Chatter is really meant to dive into these discussions at what we believe to be an even more pivotal time, as Haley previously mentioned.
0: And there you have it folks, the why now, why us, and why this? So just to briefly summarize then, as Naveen and Haley had said, with the rise of mental health concerns during the pandemic, now seems like a really good time to get this conversation rolling. The why us, well, as Julia had said, we're not experts and we are not claiming to be experts in mental health either, but we do lie in this unique space um, in which we have this sort of strong knowledge base of brain science, as well as uh, being in a in a group of individuals with higher susceptibility uh, or risk of mental health issues, and then as Olivia had perfectly said. The podcast platform is really just brilliant in that it allows our listeners to engage to whatever extent they want to. So whether that's, you know, just leaving suggestions for topics that you'd like to hear in future episodes or coming on the podcast yourself and sharing your perspective or story. Alright, so now what I'd like to do is add a little personal twist. So I'd like for each of our hosts to talk about briefly what this podcast means to them. So I'll start. As academics, we are in this vulnerable space where we are more susceptible to experiencing mental health concerns at some point. And I think that knowledge is just really key to dealing with with things when they do pop up, and so what I really hope to do with this podcast is sort of expand upon and uh, bring awareness to three key areas of knowledge that I think are really important. So, one, being able to recognize when it is uh, a mental illness or mental health concern that you're experiencing. Because that's often really difficult to know, though it might seem like like a trivial point. It's it's quite important. There are signs, right, um, and symptoms associated with mental illness that we might not all uh, be privy to. Two is knowing where to go and what resources are available to you when you do experience uh, mental health issues. And lastly, three is understanding what's happening to your body when you are uh, in this situation. And just to underscore that last point with an anecdote, I recall a time when I had been feeling distressed, and I actually talked to a family member about this who uh, happened to be a medical professional as well. Um, And, you know, they said to me, what you're experiencing is not something that's fundamentally wrong with you as a person, um, but instead there's things happening in your brain, there are chemical imbalances or these chemical reactions happening in your brain that are impacting you in this way. And, you know, now as a neuroscience trainee, I I do understand that better. Um, But at the time, I was sort of blown away by this perspective and just sort of realizing that, you know, there is there's some science behind this. And I think that can be quite reassuring and
3: helpful. I'll jump in next. As we've mentioned already, grad school can really be the perfect storm for mental health problems. And with the pandemic, we've seen how the culture of overworking with the added isolation and uncertainty can really get to us. We've also seen how important it is to find balance and take breaks. That being said, I think I'm terrible at this. I find it so ironic when I get stressed and burnt out while doing my research on stress. You think I would have learned something by now. But this is one of the reasons I'm really excited to get started on this project. I think I'll be learning lots along with our listeners.
4: And yeah, just to piggyback off of what Julia said, I think when we think about um, our experiences as a grad, there's so much more to it. We are ourselves, we have our own experiences outside of being grad students. And I think it's really important to talk about some of that intersectionality, which is why I think this platform is so great. Um, Being able to at least share my experiences or what I've at least been able to share with others from being um, a person of color and a woman in neuroscience and how that actually affects my mental health. So for example, um, in a a previous study, they actually found that um, with the whole police killing of a Black person that happened earlier, it actually lowered the mental health status of the Black community for three months. So imagine being a graduate student and working and expected to have these certain outputs when there was so much going on in your community. And I really want to use this platform as a way to have those discussions, see that intersectionality, um, bring in these uh, intense and maybe sometimes difficult conversations in a more comfortable and light setting and um i think it's it's important to start thinking about how different groups of people different types of people experience mental health and and um mental illness in different ways
2: okay It's a tough act to follow. Um, To be honest, the reason that when Ruby brought up the idea of doing this podcast, the reason that I said that I was interested is because I've had a lot of friends over the years, even outside of grad school, who have struggled with their mental health and kind of a common theme among all of them was that they didn't want to tell any- they didn't want anyone to find out that they were struggling they didn't want to seek help because they felt that people would think less of them or that it meant they were like weak or there was something wrong with them and so i wanted to be part of brain matter chatter so that we can encourage more honest conversations on mental health um, and also i think incorporating the neuroscience aspect might help people sort of remove the stigma because you can see like this is a chemical imbalance or this is a result of sort of an environmental interaction it's not that there's something wrong with you as a person um, and also kind of a tangent but I worked at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health for a while and a lot of times when I would say that people would say oh so you have to work with crazy people and so I don't want there to be that sort of stigma to attach, attach to mental health issues and I think just by increasing the conversation on these topics will hopefully be able to decrease the stigma. Those were all
1: phenomenal reasons to be joining this podcast. So I'm not sure what else I could add on that would <laughs> that would be too much of an addition. But um yeah, I'm in my last year of grad school and I'm still I still really struggle with a lot of what we're probably going to talk about. So I just yeah, wanted to I guess try to normalize it a little bit and just be another face um and, and voice, I guess, just to Uh, be able to uh, talk about I guess my experiences and then get just get more involved with uh with whatever we're about to talk about it just sounded like a really exciting idea when Ruby brought it up and I felt like it was something that was really needed and is needed at Western and yeah in a lot of different programs and hopefully this can um go off on some kind of tangent and be more than just uh, a podcast for grad students or neuroscience students, specifically a Western. And hopefully we can reach a lot of different populations and help different people in different ways, even if it's just hearing some voices, having a weird day, uh, normal conversations. So
0: it's so great of you all to, to share that. And honestly, when I, when I, you know, was first thinking of, of this podcast I I didn't think that there would be much interest. And so to see that all of you were so interested and passionate about this has been just so heartening um, and so empowering. I think we have a really good team here at Brain Matter Chatter. Now, I know this sounds like I'm wrapping things up, but we're not there yet, guys, because before we wrap up, I thought we'd end things on a high note. So unbeknownst to my guest hosts, I've prepared many challenges for each of them. Yes, that's right. I'm putting you each on the spot. Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just a little fun to end with. So, who's going first? I
4: can go first. Go for it, Haley. <laughs> all, all right,
2: nervously.
0: <laughs> right,
4: all of us. Yeah. All
0: right, Haley. So what I want you to do is tell us about an awkward correspondence you've
2: had recently. Oh no. Um all of them, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> when we've okay. been inside for so long, but interacting with people
4: is just a whole other
2: thing. <laughs> okay, this isn't recent at all, but like, um, <laughs> um, this isn't recent, it's just the first one that comes to mind. But when I was younger, I was a receptionist at a um, uh, like a health clinic, and so during the day, this a woman named Ashley worked and then I worked in the evening. So someone called, booked an appointment with with Ashley, but came in and met me. And so he thought my name was Ashley because he had spoke to Ashley on the phone. And then I didn't correct him because I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But he came in for three years after that. I worked there for three years and he came in regularly. And every time he'd be like, hey, Ashley, hey, Ashley. And every single time I was like, I really hope the real Ashley never shows up. Um, and is like, why is he calling you Ashley? <laughs> why are you impersonating me? Um, so I don't know. It's kind of awkward. It's not. conversation but it was awkward for me knowing that I could be caught at any time it's like a three-year-long awkward correspondence right there yeah because it's like you can't say anything after the first time because then he's like why didn't you say anything before right like so it's like I'm Ashley now like it's my new
4: that's me Ashley (laughs) that's the new me (laughs) I'm actually impressed by how long that lasted like that's an achievement
2: (laughs) he would always come in the evening but he would always book with Ashley so it just like it never crossed but he would come at 4 p.m and like she left at three forty-five, so I was always like, "Please don't be early." In <laughs> line, <laughs> in line.
0: All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Ashley. <laughs> All right. So, who's next? I'll volunteer. It's tribute. Put me right. on. Olivia. What I want you to do is recite a haiku about pizza. Act about point, pizza, if you can make it rhyme. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I am in <laughs> science <so> mode. That's so hard. <laughs> I am in science mm. mode. My brain does all not All right. Play. All right. That one is admittedly quite difficult. So you know what? I'm going to let you think. Pass. It. No, no. You don't get to pass. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you think on it and we'll come back to you.
4: All right. Let me just get my utensils here to start writing. B-R-B. All right. Is <laughs>
0: haiku like 11, 7, 11 syllables or...? No, Yeah. so good question. So a haiku poem is three lines and it's five, seven, five syllables. Okay, so let's go to the next challenge. Naveen, are you up for it? Sure. All right. (laughs) So for Naveen, what I want you to do is come up with two truths and one lie about yourself. And then Julia, I want you to try to guess the lie.
3: Is that my challenge? Because I'm down for that. Uh, I had another one, but (laughs) no. Let's just see that as well. Letting
1: her off a little easy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Two truths and a lie, not in that order. Um. Do you want to also maybe give me a minute to think about that and then? Um, Yeah. Sure. All right. (laughs) Julia,
3: my friend, <laughs> I think that would be just a good challenge for me—is guessing the lie. I mean, it's a challenge, but let's let's
0: test you a little more. Tell us a joke, just just any joke.
3: No, come on, Ruby. <laughs> um, can I just Google a joke?
4: <laughs> Should I do my haiku? What what are we waiting for? Oh, we're just Anyone, ready. Any of us to think I of something. Mean, is, wow, we really failed at this impromptu business. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's my awful haiku, because I still don't know how to English Let's when it comes it. to poetry style. So I'm going to go for it. Um, <clears throat> pizza, how cheesy. And delicious, you really be. One bite gets me right.
2: Bravo. Yeah. Beautiful spot on yep that was great oh that
1: was embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) okay i think i'm ready i think i'm ready for mine all right naveen two truths and one lie. okay so point number one i have five half siblings point number two i had a cat named pierre and point number three i was born here in this London, Ontario.
4: Mm, your pause on the second one was questionable. But I feel like you you're a cat person.
3: I feel like I know. But now I don't know.
0: All right, Julia. It's your time. Aren't you
3: from Mississauga, Ontario, Naveen? <laughs> That's what I was gonna guess.
1: I don't think you were born in London. Is that right, Naveen? Final
2: answer. Final answer, should I reveal? Yes. Haley, what do you think? Um, I thought. You, I thought I recall her saying she's from Mississauga too, but I don't know. Okay. Well, I. Y- you're not wrong. That
1: is the. That is the lie. But <laughs> I wasn't born in Mississauga, and I kind of gave it away the way I worded it. Yeah, you said I was born here, you
2: <laughs> weren't like, born, born
0: in your apartment.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, but like, you were like, there.
1: <laughs> she
2: came well, up in that I said chair.
1: Her- I said in this London. Yeah. But <laughs> I was born in London, England. That's yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I did not know that. How long did you live no? there? I would I never live okay, now it's story time. I never lived there. <laughs> um my parents they met in the Middle East, but they they realized there was no benefit to being born there. So my my sister and I were just born in England, but didn't live there. Interesting. That's actually smart. Yeah, I moved to Canada when I was eight. Well, kind of, and then Brexit happened. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. I mean, yeah. Do you still have your British citizenship? I never had a citizenship because I never lived there, but I could have applied for it. I just had to prove, I guess, if I wanted to, that I was living there for three years. Mm. Um, But I could have a passport if I want. I I used to have a passport and just never reapplied. Very cool. All right. So I think we have just
3: one challenge remaining. Julia, did you Google that joke? Honestly, if you never want to laugh, just Google funny jokes because nothing
2: (laughs) funny comes up. Google like science jokes because some of them are like almost funny. There's okay. There's a writing joke. Let's hear it.
3: All right. I invented a new word.
1: What is it?
3: Plagiarism.
1: What's that?
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Wow, it took (laughs) me a (laughs) minute. See? It's not funny. Okay, I I feel like I could find a better science (laughs) joke. All right, so we have Haley trying to find a better one. I literally, like, I had a funny one. Um, It's in my Instagram DMs probably from so long ago with my roommate, but it was about, like, um... I honestly thought you were about to say you used it as a pickup
4: line, and I was very impressed, but...
2: (laughs) Oh, no, I can't You weren't weren't
4: sliding into someone else's DMs. You were (laughs) DMing your roommate. Got it. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: I I don't slide into DMs.
0: (laughs) All right, thanks for joining us today for the very first episode of Brain Matter Chatter. If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Brain Matter Chat, And if you have ideas for future episodes or just want to leave us a comment, visit songsuwo.ca slash brainmatterchatter and leave us a message.
2: See ya. Toodles. Bye. Have a nice day. (laughs) Have a nice day. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Let us know you got home safe. (laughs) Yeah, I love you. Bye. And with that, we conclude an episode of Brain Matter Chatter. Maya Angelou once said, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Let's keep speaking our minds and sharing our stories. To our listeners, please visit at Brain Matter Chat on Instagram or Twitter to find a list of available mental health and wellness resources. The content today was brought to you by Julia, Naveen, Haley, Olivia, and Ruby. This episode is a Society of Neuroscience Graduate Students production and is generously supported by the Society of Graduate Students, the School of Graduate and Postdoctoral Studies, Student Experience, and Brain Scan at Western University. All music was provided by freebeats.io and produced by WhiteHot. Additionally, we thank our featured guests for speaking with us today.